It's not just about mastering technology. It's not just about brand or messaging. It's not just about making more money. It's about showing up in a big way so your people can find you. This is about bringing your most wild and authentic self into the hustle and grind. Welcome to Tactical Magic, a business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. Hey everyone, welcome to Tactical Magic. This is Molly Mandelberg, your host. And today I have a dear friend of mine, Paulette Reestini, who is a total badass who I'm really excited to have on the show. Paulette is an inspirator of feminine celebration and a movement motivator. Her passion and work is ultimately about guiding you on your journey. Paulette guides women on an inspirational and exploratory journeys of dance and desire, movement, motivation, and magic, and her methods of using your creative brain and intuitive power of combining words with your feminine essence. Ultimately, it is about feeling good in your skin and your life. She teaches women about how to feel great and acknowledge their inner and outer beauty and grace to live their full potential by recognizing and achieving their life dreams and business goals with confidence and celebration. I'm excited to have you here. Welcome, Paulette. Woohoo! Hello, hello. Hey, Molly. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. Yes. And <laughs> I mean, I could say so much about Paulette as well because you are an amazing coach. You're an amazing dance instructor. You have an international following of people who do the gypsy um, caravan stuff, do the tribal belly dance stuff. Um, but you're just such an amazing creator of like, worlds and of communities and of magic that I just wanted to share some of that with this community here. So will you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the different, the different worlds that you walk in, I guess. <laughs> and I do, I do have several worlds. Yeah. I'm one of those DLOS people, you know, yes. does lots of stuff. Person. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. And I've always been that way. I'm, I'm, I call myself a chameleon of sorts. Um, because I do love changing and moving and inspiring and shifting. Um, some people, including myself, call myself the tribal hostess because I love bringing people together and networking and connecting uh, people and making tribes and making communities. Yeah. So, and I started doing that. Well, I've done that all my life, really, as a dancer and a musician. And I created a global dance empire, really, called <laughs> Gypsy Caravan Tribal Belly Dance, and have traveled the globe teaching and bringing lots of women together. And now, of course, and I've been doing this since way before computers. So now, with all of the advantages of online possibilities, I've been able to bring the the tribes even to more together from around the globe. And that's really magic and really powerful. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit more about tribal belly dance. I mean, gypsy caravan tribal belly dance, because I've taken one class, maybe two classes with you, but it's <laughs> not just a class you can go take like as an alternative to Zumba, but more belly dance style, but it's also a class that people can get certified in and go teach and add to their communities all over the world. Isn't that right? Yes. Right. Well, and there's really two facets of it. So I, I, I innovated this style called tribal belly dance, which is now gypsy caravan tribal belly dance. And that's trademarked. Um, and I also have a, a division of that called tribal grooves, which is, is that divine feminine fitness Zumba type of workout class. But the tribal belly dance is definitely based on divine feminine um, 
beauty and celebration and magic. And it's, it's meant to be danced in community. It's not a solo dance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really, most people, when they think of belly dance, they think of that dancer in the German restaurant. I mean, not German, (laughs) Greek, (laughs) Greek restaurant, right. Um, Dancing solo. And that's all fine and beautiful. And that is a, is a variation on belly dance. But mine is really meant to bring people together and women predominantly, I will say, um, of all ages, all sizes, all cultures, all you know backgrounds. And you can do this dance till you're 120. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to be a thin ballet dancer to do it. It's just a celebration of feminine spirit. Mm, I love that. And tell us a little bit about your caravan movement as well, because you're a leader of that. <laughs> and you bring people together in that way too. And I, I know there's some van lifers listening to this podcast. So, ah, <laughs> well, are you talking about my vintage trailers? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I also go glamping. Um, and that is glamour camping for those of you who haven't heard that word before. Uh, my husband and I uh, love vintage trailers and have been trailering for about 15 years. I believe. Um, And there are a plethora of camping groups, of glamping groups, of women groups, Sisters on the Fly. Um, I host a rally every year that I've hosted for 12 years called Pack Northwest Glampers. And again, it's just bringing people of a like-minded interest together. And it's so fun. And I want to make it fun. I want to make gatherings a party and a celebration. And connecting people with people and that's it's just it's just fun (laughs) it is special and having been someone who's gone to music festivals for you know 12 years now um it's a different thing than going to a festival that's about shows it's about music it's about like burning man's about art Mm -hmm. this kind of gathering of people just coming together and plopping their little temporary homes in place or for mm-hmm. van lifers, their permanent homes in place mm-hmm. near each other. It's a different kind of community that arises out of that. It's something really special where it's really about connecting and it's really about being in community for right. sometimes and, people who have no other community. And, and then also highlighting those people, uh, which, is really, which is really a fun part of it. We have a, an informal talent show and sometimes people read poetry and sometimes they have their dog do tricks or sometimes they hula hoop <laughs> or, you know, there's music every night because I'm a musician. So I gather all the people who play music and we have big circles of music jams. Um, and then this year I taught yoga every morning and I had an artist come and teach uh, mixed media collage. And so it's, and, and we went whitewater rafting and, you know, it's just about getting outside the box. Yeah. Trying new things, meeting new people, seeing a beautiful part of the world. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about your work and I want to talk about your, um, how you bring all these elements of your magic together in your coaching. But before we do that, I just want to go back to the gatherings really quick. When you started yes. doing that 12 years ago, what went into it? Did you just find a piece of public land? Did you have to rent a piece of land from somewhere? I'm just curious personally because I want to host a gathering at some point. Sure. Well, because we're trailers and uh, a lot of people have hookups and electricity and that. So I would go to either, um, I've done them in RV parks before. I've done them in state parks. Uh, Oregon and, and Washington have really gorgeous state parks. 
Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I've rented out the place myself and then had people kind of reimburse me. And sometimes I've just had people make their own reservations for the specific dates that we've chosen. Yes. And um, every year I've tried to do it in a different place. So we see a different part of the country. And this year I actually did it in the same place I did last year because I loved it so much. I had to go back <laughs> <laughs> down the gorge, down the Washington Gorge is just incredible. Yeah. And it was perfect. Fun. So you teach dance, you lead movements, you have so much amazing stuff out in the world that you're now like automating and putting more um, online so that more people can access it over the throughout the world. Um, but you're also like a coach. You actually guide people one-on-one to master their lives and um, you know, bring more movement, momentum, and magic into their worlds to transform their realities. So who do you most like to work with? What are your favorite things about what you do? Mm. Um, Share a little bit about that with us. Oh, I love, I love, love, love being a coach. And I call myself a transformational lifestyle and creativity coach. Again, with movement, momentum, and magic being my, my byline. um, Mm. Because I believe that you have to use everything you're given, body, mind, and spirit. They all have to be connected. And you have to have movement, not only in your brain, not only in your soul, but in your body. And as a dancer and a dance trainer and a a fitness expert, um, I help people get back into their bodies. And sometimes it's just easy, casual movement, and sometimes it's full-on dance class. Um, It just really depends on what that person wants, but um, it could be learning how to do a power walk. Uh, It could be setting up your daily rituals using meditation and movement and journaling. And of course, I'm also an author of three books and have my master's in writing. So I really incorporate writing because I think words are very important to how we view ourselves, define ourselves and change ourselves. Um, and then magic because life is magic <laughs> and everyday living should be magic too. So um, bringing that magic back into your life and into what you do is, is super powerful and beautiful. Awesome. So one, I mean, just curious what that looks like when you're working with people, cause you work with people remotely as well as in person. Is that right? Right. Actually all my coaching is done online. Oh, cool. So yeah. you give them like assignments that they go and do when it comes to movement or do you do some of that while you're on the line with them too? Um, I have online classes that I share with them sometimes and movement videos that I can share and suggestions, places to go to, you know, maybe they want to join a gym. So I'm going to hold them accountable to join the gym or maybe they want to just start walking every day or again, it depends on the person. Um, so I can, I can kick some ass <laughs> online even. <laughs> Not a surprise. I've seen this. You wear. <laughs> and I love it. I just think it's so important. Movement, momentum, and magic. And then to, to how to build your momentum. So, and I do work predominantly with women. Uh, and I usually mid-career, mid-life women who are ready to make changes or envisioning something more or something different, um, creating change. And uh, I like to say that you can change your words and change your story and change your life. Mm -hmm. So will you talk a little bit more about the sort of, I don't know, science or system or process about that? Because when we 
are willing to bring our bodies into our life changes, there's got to be something I would imagine, you know, neurological or something. Well, yeah, sort of grounds I mean, us in it. a lot of us sit behind the desk all day, you know, whether it's no matter what your work is, um, predominantly we are sitting uh, in this day and age now with computers. Uh, we sit behind a computer all day and you know what it's like when you could just start getting tired and you're, you start to lose your focus. And so you think about it, if you get up and you exercise or put on a great tune and dance around your house for five minutes um, or go for a run or get outside, I think getting outside is also really, really, really important no matter what the weather. Um, I, I walk and run every morning no matter what the weather is because I love getting that kind of energy flowing through me, looking around the world and seeing what's happening and breathing deep. Again, people forget to breathe. So a lot of that's incorporated into the movement, you know, how to breathe, do, doing breathing exercises. And I got priming exercises and I have power walks. And, uh, um, but you know what it's like when you change your physical state, you have to change your state. Uh, and then you get refreshed and you get renewed and you can look back at what you're doing with a, with a, a better vision. And it also helps with clarity, you know, and you can shake off bad things and you can bring in new things with your body, with your energy and combine all that stuff, combine all that stuff. <laughs> right. right. Um, this is coming to mind probably because I know that you love Tony Robbins too. Um, mm -hmm. But the way you can re-energize yourself to get more work done or to stay focused or to even just access more of your creative mind by using movement. Mm -hmm. I remember going to see, I think you were there actually. I saw Tony Robbins in Portland. He was like the last speaker in a full mm -hmm. day of like eight speakers and everybody had a one hour slot. So of course, Tony had the 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. slot. It was supposed to end at five and he went for four hours. <laughs> He didn't give us a break. Anybody who knows about speakers or events, like you give people a break every 90 minutes or else they go a little bit crazy. But because Tony is able to keep the energy up, that's right. He can keep us there for four hours and people like maybe a couple people left out of 4,000 people in the room, but not a lot of them. And what he did was anytime he noticed that there was restlessness <laughs> he makes you stand up and shout he makes you stand <laughs> up and use your body he yep. actually does it and i think that's just one more piece of proof for this is that absolutely you can sustain so much longer if you bring your body into it yeah. your brain can do more your creative mind can do more your being can be more present mm. when your body is there and I think, you know, I mean, that's definitely true. And I am a, a big follower of Tony's. I'm certified through him. And actually, when you were at that talk in Portland, I was on his island. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> studying studying part, of, part of his course yeah, which, in Fiji, which was also a dream come true. Um, <laughs> but I, I think a lot of this started when I first started teaching my style of dance, which is now 30, 29 years ago. Um, I really began to understand the depth of movement and how it did change. Like you would come in after work and you'd be tired and you're like, Oh, I really don't want to go to class, but I'm here. And then after class, you were super invigorated and supercharged and so happy. And I was like, Oh yeah, 
Right. Because you're moving your body, you're dancing, you're enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I started, I really started diving into the whole spiritual aspect of movement as well as the physical aspect of the cause and effect of movement and the joy that it can bring you. Tell us a little more about the spiritual aspect of movement. Well, so um, I work with my students. I work with my clients. Of course, I work with myself. And I think meditation is a really important part of what I practice, the sitting meditation, but I also work with a moving meditation and have developed several moving meditations that I've been teaching for a zillion years. Um, and it's a, it's a different kind of focus, but it's getting your body in tune with yourself. Again, it's still using your body. Um, and I find, especially for me, because I do sitting meditation, but I have a lot of energy, so I have to move. Uh, and so when I do a moving meditation, it combines, it combines that movement with connecting with your soul with connecting with your breath, with connecting with whatever your higher power is or your inner being or your inner power or God or source, uh, wherever your spiritual beliefs lie. I think we can all connect with that inner part of ourself on a deeper level when you get into that focus. And this walking meditations that I do are very repetitive. So, and as, as the dance that I do has a lot of repetition in it too, which also takes you into that place of ecstasy. Uh, and repetition, if you know, if you repeat something. So for, for instance, this walking meditation I do is based on about eight minutes, but you could do it for, you could do it all day. Uh, but you, when you're doing something over and over again, you're kind of, I can, I can kind of tell you what goes through my head when I'm doing this. It's like, I first start breathing. I'm walking in this rhythmic pattern and you, you know, you start to focus and then you start to, you know, lose your brain a little bit and go off and, Oh, what do I do today? Or what do I have to do? And then you bring yourself back just like a sitting meditation, but now you're using your body and you're in rhythm and then you get bored. (laughs) You know, you're like, okay, how many minutes is it? How, when's this going to be over? And then if you can get through that part, you start to get into the, the release and the ecstatic connection with yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like getting into that rhythm, being in the flow, bringing yourself back to your breath. As with any meditation, if you, if you stick with it, you're going to tap into that other side or that extra (laughs) magic sauce. That's just beyond our regular normal perception. I do this. I was just having a conversation about this at the van life gathering I was talking about earlier, um, where when I'm driving, as soon as my brain is occupied, like my, my, some part of me is occupied in doing something the way you would be walking or the way there's a part of your subconscious that's doing the driving when you're driving on a long, long highway, that the part of me that's tapped into source that I call source or the universe Mm -hmm. or God or your spirit guides or whatever the heck you want to call it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that has an opportunity to come through and more clearly than it does for me other times. Like it happens when I sit down to meditate. As soon as I'm meditating, the ideas just flow forth. Right. And my dad talks about that when he's riding his bike. As soon as I get on my bike, I know exactly how to fix that thing that's broken in the garage. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like, 
Um, also when I'm trying to fall asleep because that's a sort of meditative zone, but movement is a way to access that. It's a way, whether it's your higher self or whether it's just the part of you that knows that's been distracted by your conscious brain doing too much all the time. When you get into that blank space, that space is where the stuff can come through that you've been mm -hmm. wanting the answers, mm -hmm. the, the wisdom. Right. Yeah. So I get that the spirituality and movement is powerful stuff. Right. And so many people are so afraid to tap into that or to truly listen to themselves and trust that. To be quiet or to be alone. People are yeah. really afraid of being silent with themselves or being mm -hmm. alone and not distracted by something. And especially yeah. with the way the internet's gone and how many. Right. Oh my God. Crazy noise, noise everywhere. Yeah. In our pockets all the time that uh, it almost makes it more vital, I think, to take this time for ourselves. Like they talk, we can preach about self-care till we turn blue, mm -hmm. but really if we just gave ourselves a little bit more quiet space where nothing was trying to interfere, where more breath was happening or where more connection to our body was happening, the yeah. world would be a different place. Oh, it'd be awesome. That and, could be enough self-care. And you, you, you realize how you can... I, I, on so many levels. I mean, you can work more efficiently. You can produce more efficiently. You're more creative. You're more grounded and stable in yourself. And, oh, I mean, it's such a beautiful place to go to and then come out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I also read this book recently. This is sort of a different skew, but also with the focus on movement. Um, a, the book was called Movement Matters, and I think it was by someone named Katie Bauman, but I could be wrong on her name, so don't quote me on that. Um, but it was about the effect that our sedentary lives have on the planet at large. Mm. And the example I remember is simply the fact that we don't walk around the car to unlock it anymore. We press a button to unlock it. <laughs> and the amount of labor and fossil fuels and crap that had to get that had to harm the earth in order to create that clicker, both the battery mm. and the item itself, because we're too lazy to walk around the car and unlock it. Yeah. That, that is something <laughs> that, you know, when you magnify it t to millions of people, it's having an impact on the right. planet that we're not willing to walk two steps towards mm -hmm. the car and then unlock it or mm -hmm. open the door and then press the button. <laughs> um, or lean across the seat and switch it on for your friend to come in the passenger side. Um, Hell, now you don't even have to turn a key. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It could just be the button on the door. But yeah, it's, it blows my mind. And also just the fact that we don't bend over to pick up our food off the ground anymore, that our food mm -hmm. is driven to us and then we drive to go, go get it. And then, you know, the fact that we don't have that bending motion happening on a regular basis like we used to have to when we worked in the oh, garden or right. when we were foraging and stuff that we've gone so far away from movement being normal and, right and that's and, what I'm that's you know that's what I was saying you get so sedentary and you don't use your body and your body is your temple yeah you got to take care of it on every level and move it and stretch it and twist it and turn it and juice it up yeah, it's a temple and it's a freaking animal. Like, who are you to keep this animal from moving? Yeah. Yeah. I'm nice. saying this to myself as much as I'm preaching out to <laughs> everyone listening. Um, but yeah, like, you see a dog get off the couch and then shake itself. It's mm -hmm. moving energy. It's re-tapping back into its body. It's, it's connecting in some yeah. way. It's, it's cleansing and connecting. 
Yeah. And what if we just did that more often? Just shake it off a little bit. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. 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 There's a great healing technique called TRE. Is that right? TRE. Now I'm trying to remember what it stands for. <laughs> tremor, tremor. Right. Anyway, it's a really incredible healing technique that a friend of mine is studying and bringing to Portland. Uh, and it's just like, and then dog example that you just mentioned is a perfect example when a dog gets into a situation like a nervous situation or it sees another dog or has a confrontation and then it turns around and shakes. Yeah. And it releases it and then it moves on. It's over. Mm -hmm. It's done. And you can do that with your body. Yeah. Release it, shake it off and move on. Literally shake it off. What if you don't have to go through 10 years of therapy if you just started shaking things off every time they hit Exactly. You? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How cool would that be? Yeah. I love it. So, I mean, I don't want to ask you to brag, but I kind of do want to ask you to brag. Like, <laughs> what are some of the magical things that have happened from you guiding people to more of this movement, momentum, and magic? Oh. Oh my goodness. And in so many aspects of what I do, um, you know, just with the dance itself, with um, starting these tribes around the world and they're dancing and, and, but I've also coached them into business. And so now I certify teachers and I've certified master teachers. And so that's just pure heavenly magic for me as a, I call myself the tribal mama. Um, to see all my children growing and blossoming into their own and then into their starting their businesses. And then I'm, within all of that, I've created the legacy. Because, but the dance, it's the dance that's so powerful uh, that has changed women's lives. Just the fact that you taught something that now people are sustaining their lives from, you know, they're taking what you created and they're running their own businesses with that content. I yeah. think that's freaking awesome. Yeah. And it's got so many side effects too. I mean, I've seen women who sew and now they start design costumes and now they have a costume business or they've written poetry and books like I have, or, you know, they've opened their own dance studios or just, it just makes them a healthier, happier person all the way around. Um, and uh, women have gotten pregnant because of this dance when they couldn't, when they couldn't get pregnant. Their doctor wow. said, go, go dance, go belly dance. And then they'd come back and I'm like, yeah, it makes you really healthy down there <laughs> <laughs> and much more aware. So yes, you know, yeah. <laughs> those things can happen. And they've had their, their backs fixed from moving and dancing. So think about it. If you've got bad knees, wonder why. You know, are you not moving and building up your muscles enough? Are you not walking enough? Um, right. I mean, that movement actually would help the thing that's hurting. Yeah. Than trying to hold it still. Right. Um, and so, and so that's that. And then with my coaching, it's just so beautiful to see clients again, doing, opening up businesses and writing poetry and um, just building better themselves to be a better person, which then they can uplift those around them. So I call myself an uplifter. And I think it's really important to be able to spread love. I mean, yeah. that's what we're here for. We're here for, we're here to feel good. We're here to love. We're humans. Yes. And can I just acknowledge for a second, the level of like magnitude of how much you had to trust yourself 
and follow your curiosity and explore what you cared about and share it and get fucking visible doing what you do and what you love in order for people all over the world to be receiving it. And not only that, for people all over the world to be like building their own businesses, growing their own families Mm -hmm. and pursuing their own art forms just because you were bold enough to show up and do your work. Well, thank you. (laughs) I mean, there's so much that would not exist if you hadn't gone out and done that. You know, I can remember way, 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 way back when I started my teacher training program. And I started it because I was in such demand that I couldn't feel the demand, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was really scary for me. It was like, okay, this is my baby. And now I'm going to teach you how to teach my baby. Mm -hmm. Like, can I really do that? It's like, well, who am I to hang on to it that way? And I, I have so much integrity and ethics about the art form that if you're going to do it, let me teach you how to do it the right way, <laughs> you know, and then, then go and do it and, and blessings to you and share the love. So there's no competition and, and no one's going to be me. So you've got to realize that no one will be you, even if you're teaching them how to do what you do. Yeah. They're going to, you teach them how to bring their own creativity and their own individuality to it. And everybody makes it theirs. Right. And the more beautiful and magnetic and individual it is, the more people are drawn to it and the more people find the right teacher for them, you know? Exactly. Because there's room for all of us and the circle, there's room in in the circle for everyone. That's what I always say. And everyone's important and everyone has their own unique something to bring to that circle. Yeah. It's a totally other level of the market is flooded when you're actually looking at, I'm going to flood the market with more people doing what I do just because I know how much of a demand there is to it. It's almost like a backwards version of that same story. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and it's so good. And just to see people living their desires, you know, and bringing, bringing their dreams into fruition is just such a reward. I love when I get to talk to you because I can see the world through your eyes and it's a beautiful beautiful thing with lots of like tapestries draping and mm. vintage trailers parked <laughs> I I one of my favorite memories of you is getting invited to one of your birthday parties and getting to sit in a circle of women just acknowledging you and acknowledging each other and such potent feminine like power like grounded mm. female power in that group and that you, you bring that together. You bring that magic and create that space. And I'm really grateful to be in your circle. Oh, well, thank you. That was, that was a great party. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Well, I don't know. I just, everybody, everybody's awesome and, and they need to celebrate their awesomeness. And, and it takes all of us, again, it takes all of us to be in that place, but to shine light on each other and to uplift each other and yeah. to do, do what we're here to do. Yeah. Like, no more bullshit. Yeah. No more waiting. Just do it. No more waiting and no more competition. It's yeah. time for women to be together in a tribe and not only shine your light on others, but be willing to see the light in others before they can even see it themselves sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people get a hold of you? What are some, uh, what, what's your favorite website to send people to? Or Well, well I have three. <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> really, um, my uh, Movement Momentum and Magic is 
www.paulatreesdennis.com. And then there's Gypsy Caravan, TribalBellyDance.com. And there's TribalGrooves.us. And I'm all over Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, everybody check Paulette out. Her stuff is amazing. And those links will be in the description of this podcast. And whatever happens, keep asking the questions, taking bold action. And remember, you're here for a reason. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast because we like having you around. Thanks. Yeah. Have a good day. Molly, you're a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Tactical Magic. To find out more, please visit our website, wildheartsriseup.com. Be sure to take a second and subscribe to the show and come back next week for another edition of Tactical Magic.